Just got a text from Chad Allen who said, Your next guest is hot. (laughs) Our next guest happens to be his wife. Don't worry. Rika Allen is the, I know it's not a title she uses, but the first lady of Cuyahoga Valley Church in Broadview Heights. Yeah, I definitely don't use that title. (laughs) So is there a title in church Um, for you? People kind of part when you come in and... Definitely not. I am am just Rika. You're just Rika. Fair enough. The world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them. For or against. In or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life? The gray issues of faith to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel. Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. And now the reason you're coming in today isn't to talk about being a pastor's wife. It's one of your passions in life is abortion ministry in a sense, right? Yeah. So oh, can, absolutely. Can, can you tell us what it is you do and, and where you do it? So I work for an organization called Human Coalition out of Texas, and we have um, centers in different states, one of them being in Cleveland, actually in South Euclid. So it's on the east side, and our local center is called Health for Her, and we get to work with abortion-determined women that come to us, and we are able to just give them all of their options, share truth with them in a loving way that they can really hear the truth, and we're seeing many of them choose life. If I was pregnant and in a situation where I was considering abortion, what would make me go to your center? So typically someone would Google abortion type services and we would come to the top of that search. They call us. We do let them know we're not an abortion clinic and we don't refer out, but we can provide the free consultation, free ultrasound and other services. So we get them in our doors that way, which is awesome. Do you usually get women that are like, I want to, but I'm not sure? Because it just feels like If you want to get it, you would go straight to Planned Parenthood. Some of them are wanting to go straight to Planned Parenthood or preterm. Some of them are, most of them actually that we speak with are abortion determined. That is our primary focus. What does that mean? Because it's it's a new phrase for me, abortion determined. Like, explain that. It means that they are set on having an abortion. So often, often when we talk to them, one of the questions we ask is, how long before you make your decision? And mm-hmm. often they will say, I've already made my decision. A lot of times it's a knee-jerk reaction. They've just found out they're pregnant and they want to end it now. So we have the opportunity to get them to slow down, go through a decision guide, help them to really look at all angles. And what I personally say to all of my clients is, I want you to feel good about it, the decision you make today, a month from today, 10 years from today. Because often that knee-jerk reaction, you're not realizing yeah. this is going to have long-term yeah. effects on your life. Yeah, especially when you're in crisis. You need Absolutely. someone outside of you to help, you to help give you perspective. Right. Do right. you provide ultrasounds? We do. Yeah, okay. yeah free now, ultrasound. Now, see, you, you bring up that word crisis. And, and we've had, Rika, I, we had a listener call, I don't know, maybe a week ago. Mm-hmm. And the, the picture he painted was that for women who are considering abortion, it's kind of like going to buy bread. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I go out and I have sex and then I buy bread and then I go have an abortion and then I go home and I have some dinner and I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like it's this kind of casual, I like this thing. Mm. So it's easy yeah. to hate that. It's easy to say, I can't believe it, right? Versus yeah. uh, acknowledging the complexity right. behind it. Can you give us a view into what it 
what it looks like instead. Right, right. And it and that's so important to really think about what it actually looks like. I yeah. think that's a narrow view. That is just such a flippant decision. I think these women are in trauma. They've often gone through trauma. Um, they've often come from a past of trauma, like in their life. It's a repeat pattern. Um, and they they are women who the Lord created and loves, and they need to be loved on. They don't need to be judged in that way like it's just this flippant decision because they are terrified. <laughs> they feel trapped often. Well, no, and, and, and you, you said the word trauma, and that's a really important word here, but I, I can just picture someone in their car going, yes. ah, trauma, shouldn't have had sex. Mm-hmm. So trauma. Right. What, what type of trauma are you talking about that would bring them into your office? Often the trauma is just a lifelong legacy, generations prior of a type of living that is lending itself to that as far as um, just repeat generational sin, if you will. I guess I'm, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, but I mean, to, to me, it would also be in a sense like they don't. They're coming to you because maybe they're in a financial trauma crisis. Mm-hmm. Like they're going, mm-hmm. I can't afford to pay for myself. How can I afford to pay for a baby? And it sounds callous to make money a thing, but. Right. Well, even I'm assuming having the dad not be involved and knowing I'm on my own could be a form of trauma, Absolutely. at least for the present. I mean, it's a big thing to Is find it? out you're pregnant. Can you, yeah, voice a little bit of that in terms of what you see? Yeah, absolutely. And that's often the case. They do feel like they're on their own, mm-hmm. that the the father of the baby is absent and not there. Or if he is there, he's not a healthy individual that they would want to continue a future with. Oh, wow. So, and as far as trauma, going back to that question, just the upbringing of this is, this is just kind of what we've done for generations and not being loved on and cared for in such a way that would help them as women to make better choices and to, to find men that are going to honor them and love them. It's a cycle. Yeah. It's a cycle. Well, and, and people don't consider like the absence of emotional support as trauma, but it is. Absolutely. If someone is raised without proper emotional support, they've been traumatized mm-hmm. and they can't necessarily make great decisions. And we're up against a quick break in studio with us, our friend Rika Allen. Uh, and I don't like to attach you as wife as your identity, but people know Chad. Absolutely. That's fine. I'm proud to be his wife. <laughs> Chad Aww. Allen is lead Get pastor her. of Cuyahoga Valley Church in Broadview <laughs> so Heights. Sweet. So First Lady Allen here with us. We're going <laughs> to keep talking. He is just relentless. Something. <laughs> something. Oh, <you> something. <laughs> On that note, we'll be right back. You made it to the middle of this episode. Wow, you did it. So if you made it this far, that probably means you're at least tolerating, if not, dare I say, enjoying what you're hearing. And if that's the case, I'd love to ask you for a favor. We'd love your help spreading the word about the Brian and Janelle podcast. You know, there's such a crowded space in the podcast world, so many different things to listen to and choose from. Would you consider sharing this podcast or maybe even this episode with two of your closest friends? Maybe you'd send a text or a Snapchat, ask your mom to call them. I don't know what you're going to do, but please send them this and tell them why you like our podcast. Helping us spread the word would just be a huge way to support what we're doing. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. In studio with us right now, Rika Allen. She's wife of Chad Allen with Cuyahoga Valley Church. And she's with Human Coalition, Health for Her. And she sits with women who are abortion-determined 
every week here to kind of speak the heart and concerns of women in these situations. Enrica, off air, I asked you, who started the organization and, and is it a ministry? Can you speak a little on who started it and what was the purpose behind it? Sure, yes. So some businessmen actually started this ministry and oh. their heart was coming out of corporate America to find a way to put our services at the top of a Google search when a woman searches for abortion services. So it's a great ministry. They have a heart for these women. And yeah. that's just so key in all of this is knowing that we need to love on these women. We need to be there for them. And we need to see that we're not just for the baby. We're for the mama too. Yes. Yes. And so I love that you said businessmen, because mm -hmm. when we had that person, that individual call last week, it was a man and he had a heart for the unborn. Mm -hmm. But again, not completely passionate enough for the woman, the mm -hmm. women carrying the mm -hmm. babies. And so while we were talking about it, Brian and Ron were awesome. And so it was a conversation. But then I was just like, hold on. Like when we talk about these things, you got to include women, yes. right? And hear a women's a woman's perspective. For example, right. I've never had an abortion, but I know what it feels like to be pregnant and all mm -hmm. the emotions and all that. I know there are men listening right now that are very passionate and love the unborn and the innocent that are in danger. Based on your experience, what's a good way for men to engage hmm. that's compassionate in spite of the fact they'll never be a woman? Right. One example is starting a ministry, but the average man listening now. Honestly, the average man listening right now, the best thing they could do is support local pregnancy services financially and through prayer. Because what they, they're not really in the offices working with the women, mm -hmm. but that's a way that they can actually be involved and support. And, and acknowledging that these are women created by God that need to be treated with dignity and not as if they don't matter. So there's this horrible notion that when you're in pro-life ministry, you're just about the baby and that you don't care about the woman. And that couldn't be further from the truth. We absolutely love on and care for these women. We have a continuum of care program through Human Coalition, and that's continuing to care for these women down the road. Right now, the best thing a man can do is change his posture towards that woman. Okay, talk about yes, that. Yes, please. So <laughs> there's this posture that, you know, we just care about the baby or we just or she's done this to herself. She shouldn't have had sex. This is how this happened. We've all done things we shouldn't have done. Yeah. And to have this posture that's formed in that light makes that woman feel like she doesn't matter, like she is not valued, and that just continues to perpetuate the problem. I love that idea of it's it's a posture. Yeah. It's it's not just an action. It really is an attitude and a posture. Yes. Because so, someone texted just a few, a few moments ago and said, I recently saw a discussion uh, with an awful lot of women who felt pressured into sex. Just because they agreed mm -hmm. doesn't mean it wasn't traumatic. I'm pro-life, but I understand how an unwanted pregnancy can occur. And, you know, I think that is part of it, right? We, we who love the unborn... We, we just can't fathom how you could have an unwanted pregnancy that's not your yeah. fault. Hmm. What are some of the reasons people are coming to you where they have an unwanted pregnancy, right? Because we have this logical thing like you chose to have sex, therefore you got pregnant. It's your yeah. fault. Right. Yeah. And often, I mean, we do see clients that the pregnancy is a result of rape. And often that's that more... Um, subtle rape, if you will. That's a terrible way to put that. But it's it's not that violent picture of rape that we have in our mind. It, it could be someone that was a friend, was a, or even a, a relationship right? that they were right. in, and, and unwanted sex was forced upon them. <sighs> so it does happen. 
So how could we not have compassion for that woman? And you have personally counseled women in that situation. Oh, absolutely. And so we have to stop talking about this like it's some sort of obscure reality. Well, occasionally someone gets raped. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that's why, okay, I understand why they don't want that baby. You're saying right. it happens way more than we realize. Yeah, I think in the date rape scenario, for sure. Ugh. For sure. So how do we recreate the narrative, do you think, to make it clear that pregnancy centers like where, where you're working mm-hmm. don't just care about the baby and scream at the women while they go in? Yeah, and so I think sometimes that's hard for people to really see because they're not actually in the center. They're not they're not doing it firsthand, so they don't know that. But I think the more we can share that publicly and let them know how much we do care for these women and, and acknowledging things like continuum of care and things that we're providing for the woman to help her. We're not just like, hey, let's save the baby and, okay, good, check that box yeah. and hope, hope everything yeah. works out for Get you. Get out. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That is so, that could not be farther from the truth of what our ministry is about. And I know the probably the vast majority of pregnancy resource centers are operating the same way. There's always things, there's... Um, like what we're doing at our center right now is something called ship it showers. So we're, when a woman has decided to take us up on the continuum of care and we can provide a shower for her, it's a way that people can get involved from a distance and buy gifts for her. And why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we show her the love of Christ? Condemning this woman is not going to change anything. Okay, so... I, we know and we've seen studies that a lot of women who make these decisions are doing it alone, emotionally alone. I know there could be women in my circle, in church, in my neighborhood that find themselves in this situation. And, and as an ambassador for Christ, mm-hmm. I want to be a safe person they come to. Right. What do I do differently? Besides, I can't go up to somebody and be like, hey, are you like pregnant? Are you? <laughs> can I help you? I don't know. What, what should I do? To have people come to you and and be willing to confide in you. Right. Where I can point them to ministries like yours to get help. Yes. Again, I think we go back to posture. I think the way we carry ourselves and the way that we show compassion for others in every area of life is what's going to speak that to a woman to know, you know what, Janelle's a safe place for me. I can go to her. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, I, I, I think that really is it. It's not the fault of the pregnancy center that the narrative in society is that Christians don't care about the woman. Oh, definitely not. It's It's the fault of the Christian with a bad posture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. Christian who's never been to a pregnancy center who walks around blaming blaming women right, who make yeah. this decision. Mm-hmm. So really, the, this is a larger issue for the church to change our posture. Mm-hmm. Compassion for women. Yes. We as a church must change our posture. We must. And thanks to Rika Allen, I think we know how to do that now. Mm-hmm. Rika Allen, again, is wife of Chad Allen, a regular contributor to our show. Uh, he's, seen, he's senior pastor and lead pastor at Cuyahoga Valley Church in Broadview Heights. And uh, I don't know, I, he's pretty good, but Rika's pretty amazing. I, maybe we should just <laughs> oh, kick Chad exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, back. Chad. No, that's right. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week, Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. 
Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.